Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Dion for another episode of Wuxia Weekend. And tonight we're going to be talking about Tai Chi Hero. We already covered the first film, Tai Chi Zero, and Tai Chi Hero is Stephen Fung's follow-up to uh, the, 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 the first one. And they were both kind of filmed as one movie, wouldn't you say, Dion? Does it look like they're, they were at least planned or coordinated in advance, right? They have that. Yes, yeah. they definitely have that quality of like how the Lord of the Rings were all shot kind of together. And you can tell this one was too because the characters, they haven't aged at all. And you can, it seems seamless yeah. with them. And and in this one, it continues, I mean, in the first one, there was the whole thing where where Luchan goes to uh, Chen Village and he eventually marries the master's daughter there and he helps to save the village from one of the villagers, I think a guy named Fung, who brings all this Western technology in the form of this device that's going to destroy houses so they can build a railroad. And this one starts basically where that one leaves off at their wedding. He gets married to her and it's really just a marriage of not convenience, but she's marrying him to save him so that he and to protect him from the rules that the village has. So because he learned their Kung Fu, but she doesn't really want to be his wife, at least not at first. So a lot of the movie is is sort of the um, uh, uh, the evolution it, of their relationship. Yeah, the evolution of their relationship. And they do introduce another brother at the end of the last movie. This mysterious guy shows up and it turns out to be her older brother. And he tries to use this old prophecy to uh, to become the leader of the village because he's actually working for Fung. Um, but it turns out he's really not a bad guy in the end. But he he basically is he he's he's a a whiz at machines, and he has this whole history with his father where he deceived his father using machinery to make it look like he had mastered the family's kung fu. And when he comes back, he's still kind of up to his old tricks, uh, but everything gets revealed. And uh, in the end, we we have Fung coming back to the village again, for, this time for his revenge. Uh, but he's... Uh, he, it's a little complicated because the ending of this one, it's not quite like... It's sort of like... How would you... Like, I don't know. I feel like in the first one, everything was very nice and neat and wrapped up in a bow. And in this one it sort of tries to repeat a lot of the beats of the previous movie. Like we have a confrontation with, um, with Fung and the village and it's sort of similar, but then it kind of gets messy as they, as the, as the, um, as Lu Chan and Yu, uh, Yu Niang have to go and, uh, find master Lee and get his help to deal with the situation. Right. Like how, yeah, but that all was, that all was kind of wrapped up. To me, it was wrapped up. Um, the first one, I think they kind of, they ended similarly, where Fung is hell-bent on getting revenge, but he doesn't know exactly how to do it. And in this second one, it's even worse because he's being dragged off to some kind of institution where you don't yeah. know what's going to happen to him. I, so that makes it even more interesting. I feel like they're going to like turn him into some sort of steampunk atrocity. Do you know Like, like, yeah, I, I feel machine half. Yeah. Cause there's this like thing. Bionic man. They introduce a character named Fleming who seems to be almost like Fung's patron. 
from uh i forget what country he was supposed to be from was he friend was oh uk okay because he had a he had a weird accent and i wasn't sure if that was part of the character but uh but but he's 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 his patron but he's also got there's something sinister going on with him so so yeah so i don't know what what did you think of this one did you did you like it or did, did you think it was as good as the first one i liked it i thought it was as good as the first one it wasn't as flashy, but it didn't need to be because it already had your, if you saw the first one, you already had the, it already had your attention. You wanted to find out what happened with, when we left off in the first one, like you said, the mysterious stranger comes in and you want to, and starts attacking people. So you kind of want to know who this mysterious stranger is and you already figure out that he has to be somebody that was from the village because he's using their their kung fu. So it's, it's I thought at the end of the first one it was fun coming back, but he couldn't have come back that quick because he was so injured in the the last movie. And so I realized my mistake when the new movie started and we got and it was revealed that it's the older brother. But I think that this movie was just as good. I liked how they brought back some of the elements of the first, like having to beat the different levels of uh, masters in order to get to the person that you really needed to speak to. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was good. And what I thought was really good about this one is in the first one, it was all a bunch of villagers. So a lot of, they all kind of look similar except for the tofu guy. But this one, every character was really distinct and it was a lot shorter than the first time. Like they did, they didn't spend a lot of time on it. So each fight was like three seconds or four, like not that long, but I got a real sense of what each character was that he was facing. I really liked how they were able to convey that with just the costume, the style of fighting and some of the exchanges that happened. There was a lot there was a lot of dialogue in those fight scenes that I thought was conveyed really well. Yes, I totally agree. And I liked how in the this tournament style, they he had to fight his way across the city in order to get to the right building because each person was at a different stop along the way. Like there was yeah. a butcher guy and there was the guy that was working on the clock and there was another guy and then it was the final guy. And I liked how... Um, with um, Master Lee, they fought above the people that were yeah. uh, cooking the dinner. And when they were fighting above certain people, they would focus on what the person was cooking. And then they would pan up and focus on their kung fu. And their kung fu was mirroring how the person was cooking below. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that that's a really good scene. That's the only scene of this movie I really remembered from the from like, I don't know, I... I I watched it when it first came out, or at least when it first dropped on Netflix, and I remembered that scene, but like I didn't remember enough of the movie that even when we had the cliffhanger, I couldn't even recall who that guy was. Um, so it, things came back to me a little bit, but it was kind of like watching it fresh, and I I don't know, I really liked it. I thought uh, I thought that they did a very good job of balancing sort of the family drama, the Kung Fu, the martial arts, and all of the steampunk elements. It, like you're saying, it wasn't as flashy as the first one, but, uh, but it was, it was, it was, uh, I don't know, it still fit. And, and, and they still were flashy in the way that they employed music 
and kind of yes. cut the music to scenes. Do you know what I mean? Like, like there was, there's one scene where they use air from Bach when he's trying to deceive his father with the machine mm-hmm. vestments. And, uh, and, and there's another scene where they're using like the nutcracker music and they're, they're oh, using yeah. all different kinds of music to kind of, you know, I don't know. It, it, it works. I thought, I thought it was very effective. And then, like you said, they bring back the, the stages thing uh, towards the end of the movie. And so, so yeah, but I thought that, that final fight scene was the real crown of the film. That was, that's one of the better, it, it's like up there. Do you know what I mean? It's really, it really is a well-constructed fight, fight sequence. And I liked how when they were fighting on top and it would zero in on their eyes when they were like facing off against each other. Yep. But then it was like an imaginary fight between the two, like uh, Liu Chan could see what was going to happen before mm-hmm. it happened. And to me, that showed his evolution from just being a freak fighter in the first film to being that um, the master that he's predicted to become probably in the third film. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of, this is like a nice bridge so I can't wait to see what the third one turns out to be. Well, let's talk a little bit about the characters individually, uh, because they they do they introduce new characters and some of the characters evolve. Like Lu Chen, his uh, his what is it? The Three Blossom Crown is that what the thing on his yes. head is called? So so one of the the situation with him is is number one uh, the uh, the the um, the elder what's his name uh, the the uh, the Tony Lung character. Uh, Master, oh, Master Chen. Yeah, Grandmaster Chen. Um, he basically tells uh, tells his daughter, uh, the the Angela baby character, Yun Yang, that in order, for, like, number one, he has to train in the Kung Fu and everything in order to, to balance out all of his meridians and stuff so that the Three Blossom Crown can can heal and 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 it's basically giving him brain damage. That's why he's an idiot. Uh, and he and he and then he tells her that 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 the that ultimately he has to they have to have sex for him to to be fully restored and and he 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 doesn't say it that directly he says it's you know that that your yin and yang have to be in rhythm yeah Yeah, but we know what they're talking about we know what they're talking about because they show that little picture too on the side of the yin um symbol as a sperm going to the yang and then it merges into the yin and yang, yang symbol that was my big hint the words did not give me the clue. Okay, I will admit that I needed the picture. But I thought, but it was it, it was done in a way that wasn't like I don't know. It was playful but fun, but it wasn't you know. It, it's right. still very PG and uh and so um so by the end of the movie though he's not an idiot anymore. And so I'm just curious, how did you like the way his characters evolved? I've I mean there are characters like this a lot in these kinds of movies and. And especially in the TV shows, you'll see characters who start as, you know, not not fully evolved people yet. And then by the end, they become this great master. And so uh, I'm curious about your reaction to his evolution. No, I love his evolution. I think it, it's perfect. I liked how he even little regressed a little bit because mm. at the end of the second one, he was still a little foolish but, you know, you could see that he was starting to become a better person yeah. or more enlightened. Um, but then at the wedding, he gets so nervous 
Then he starts eating everything in sight. Yep. <laughs> including the plants. And then she hits him over the head and he's like, oh, that's what my mom used to do when I was a kid. I would eat everything. But yeah, so he goes back a little bit, but then he progresses nicely towards the end of the film. And you can see when they have that final fight scene that he's truly going to become the master that uh, Grandmaster Chen has predicted him to be. And I think my trajectory in the third film is that he's going to become the next grandmaster and run the town. And uh, what did you think of the, um, uh, the evolution of Yun Yang? Cause I guess, I guess her evolution is more, she's kind of becoming more like his real wife over the course of the movie and starting to accept him more. And uh... I liked it because at the end of the movie, I kind of thought that, she was never going to completely accept her, him as her husband because she was still harboring feelings for Fung and she would just like never get over it. It was just going to be like a name only yeah. kind of thing. But when he destroys the machine that Fung left in the village you could see that it was changing for her yeah. that's when she finally decided to give in and and her bro older brother even asked her you know if she was in love with him and she like denied it but i think there was a little tinge of love because she kind of she saved him because he saved her yeah yeah so i thought the feeling was growing but i didn't think it would grow that much to where their yin and their yang would come together. Yeah, I I thought the scene where he destroys the machine to to you know to to sort of eliminate that that I I don't know what his thinking was, but basically it worked. And you know she she you know the scene where she says come home for dinner was I thought very very well done. That that worked for me. Um, and I like I like their relationship overall. I like heroic couples, and this and it and I like heroic uh -huh. couples where you get to see them, you know, not start out as a heroic couple. Maybe start out as having some tension or a feud, and then over time, they turn into something Develop. else. Yeah, I I, yeah. So, so I thought this was nice. It's kind of you know, it's kind of in line with stuff like um, you know, the Condor Heroes types of characters. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I didn't expect them to be a full on couple until the third one. Hmm. I knew they would get there, but I didn't think it would happen in the middle of the second one. Yeah. I th well, I think it's like you're saying, I predict that you'll be right, that they're going to be a family by the third one is the idea. So, yeah. you know, but we'll see. We don't know yet. Um, so what did you think? I can't remember the new brother's name, but they, they introduced uh, the, the, the elder brother uh, who is, a, you know, a bit of like a, a of a sort of a nerdy engineer type character, but when you meet him, you don't realize that because he's got this device strapped to his body that enables him to look like he's performing really good kung fu. And so you get this great scene, which we'll talk about in a moment. But let's talk about the character first. I I felt sorry for him, with, especially when they did the the flash flashbacks because. He he was a tinkerer, and yeah. he was a brilliant tinkerer, and his dad couldn't accept that fact about him um, because he thought it was useless and that their family kung fu was more important than who each of his children were individually. Yeah. So 
um, I felt bad for him that he would have to go through all these ruses to take over the town, but I'm glad he had his moment of redemption and was able to um, become part of the family again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought he was a great character because at first you're sort of like, oh, they're just kind of, he's kind of like a Fung 2.0. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, uh-huh. well, that's getting boring. But he had a much more interesting arc because he doesn't go in the, he kind of mirrors Fung like he could have been a Fung. But he goes right. in a, he goes in the right direction, and I also like the fact that they that his character makes Grandmaster Chen less perfect because it's because yes. because he's he's flawed enough that he ha- he makes this mistake with his son, and it and it, you know and it turns out that it, you know that he that he was kind of wrong about about his son, even though his son is you know uh, you know doing these things. And and use them in a deceptive way. It was really just because that's what he is. He likes to he likes to engineer things, but he doesn't have a bad heart or anything like that. So so I, I thought it was a cool character. I thought the scene with him and the father was actually quite emotional in the uh, when they're imprisoned and his mm-hmm. and his father asks for his forgiveness. You know, I like those kind of family scenes where you know uh, I don't know. I maybe being raised in an Italian family like that just to me those scenes always resonate with me. And, uh, and, and I, and I like that, that they're, that they're, they're sentimental in a way that you don't, you don't, it's one of the things you don't really see a lot in American movies. Usually in American movies, the point is sort of the rebellion against the family and things like Mm -hmm. that. And, and in these movies, you'll have more, more sentimentality between family members, which I kind of like. Um, I mean, you'll get the rebellion too, but you'll, you'll also get the, 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 the emotional sort of, you know, uh, you know the father, you know accepting the son or whatever it is. So, so I really liked it, and um, and yeah. So I don't know what were there. What about the guy's wife, the uh, the new the brother's wife? What do you think of that character? Because it's interesting because because he doesn't really know kung fu. He's just using machines. Yeah, but she does. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was an interesting contrast because usually. The women that use kung fu in movies do- tend not to go towards men that don't know yeah. the kung fu. So I thought that was a great, um, a great yin and yang kind of thing. Um, I I liked her character because she says a lot with her face. Yeah. Because she can't speak. And and I like that that she um. I don't know. I feel like I want to know more about her for the reason that you just said, where it's like, what was it that? Right. You know, do you know what I mean? But yeah, mm-hmm. I th- I think they're an interesting couple, and I I think that both those characters work really well. Yeah, uh, I would love to know how those two met each other, and I want to know why she can't speak. There, are, I have a lot of questions that were not answered. Yeah, I, me too. Me too. And I, I and honestly, I don't mind if they don't answer those questions, but it would be nice to maybe see, you know, some answers there. And uh, I want to talk about Fl- Fleming, but I just want to bookmark something. I don't want to forget about the fight between the new brother and Luchan because I think that's a really important scene. But um, but but Fleming, the 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 European who's the patron of Fung, um, what did, number one? What did you think of the character? But also, what a lot of times you'll have these kinds of these kind of characters where it's. Um, you know, it's the, the 
the person who who either is Western or looks Western to play a role like this and speaks English. What was your impression of of the scenes where he's speaking English, just out of curiosity? I think that they were they were okay. I would I don't know. I I really have that thing with um I don't know, maybe I'm racist or something. But the when the Western characters speak perfect Chinese mm-hmm. and you know it's just such a difficult language that it it would take a long time to like Claire, I kinda had a problem with her using the Chinese. Okay. In the first one. Um, but I think him using English was fine. I'm just I'm glad that he didn't I don't remember him speaking the Chinese. He spoke so. Chinese pretty fl- but I think I think the guy who plays him is like Swedish or something. Right. Um uh, and so I was just which which I think is is why there was the accent there in the in the but it it it's 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 just I don't know. I I feel like he was meant to be a a really menacing kind of character or this this interesting figure and he doesn't quite have the um I don't know. He just he just seemed a little bit goofy to me. Something about him seemed a little bit off. Well, and- I yeah, I get that point. Um I think the way he looked was very goofy. Like okay. the bushy mustache and the hairstyle um were just really off. Like for some reason Claire really pulled off the steampunk look. Mm-hmm. Um but this guy just really couldn't do that. He yeah. just really looked like cartoonish almost and i'm not sure that he was supposed to be really menacing in this one because i don't believe he he was more of a puppeteer yeah but not menacing and i think in the third one is where we're going to see him menacing because he's more in that he'll be more in his element when you know he was taking him to the institution Okay. And that institution who looked and, really scary. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it was by design. Maybe they were trying to make him more more avuncular initially and so maybe the goofiness was that and maybe by the third movie he'll be more of a proper villain, but I just wasn't sure what to, to you know how to read him. And for people who, you know, want to visualize who we're talking about, he's the guy from Fargo. He was in Fargo and that, you know, um so people might remember him from that. But uh but and, and the actor's name is Peter, I think Stormare is how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. But uh, but anyways, I want to get back to the uh, this, the fight scene between the brother and between Luchan. That I thought that was a cool cool moment because I liked that you had this guy who you thought was great at martial arts, and then as soon as the fight begins, it's clear that. You know, that, he's not. Yeah, he's not. And it's and so I, I, I because Luchan, with the instruction of um of Grandmaster Chen, basically disrupts the I don't know what to call it. His mechanical vestment, his kung fu suit, whatever it is. It's this gear. <laughs> it's got all these gears on it and everything, and it and and these in these cords and it and he uses it so that he can he can look like he's really good at kung fu. Uh, yeah, I mean he's all hooked up. He's got things in his shoes. Uh, that are hooked to this vest. And, you know, I liked how they showed how he used each piece of his 
kung fu machine, I guess you call it. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, I guess it was the father explaining how he's always trying to use machines to instead of practicing. But I liked how it all came out about how he did the movements at the end of the first film and then how he did the movements when he was trying to show um, Lu Chun how good he was um, before they ended in that uh, fight that determined that he really wasn't. Yeah, because he comes across as like this like veteran of the Zhang Hu. Do you know what I mean? He's got this this real yeah. care. You know, he's he, and he's he's almost deliberately like he's 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 really made up to look like a classic you know wuxia character almost when you first meet him. And and I I like I like that they sort of that I, I mean it's sort of a tired thing. Like I don't I, I don't think when movies just sort of you know flip tropes that it's automatically entertaining. But in this case, it was a nice subversion of your expectations because you're you're thinking, oh, we're gonna have this great showdown between these characters, and the guy is just a he's just wearing this suit, and and everything that you believed about him up to that point was all because of this lie that that's you know you know through the 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 kung fu outfit that he wears. So so that that for me really worked, and it also made the character so much more interesting because it's you know. Yeah. Because he, he's limited. He has limitations. He doesn't, he's not good at Kung Fu. And so. Yeah, but he makes up for it in other ways, which, you know, he ends up helping save the village. Yeah. With his tinkering. So it's just, it all works out for him. And his, his wife, you know, I wasn't even exactly sure if he, if he was in love with her for some reason, um, because they came together, but it really wasn't, I didn't really get a lot of emotion or chemistry from them up until there was the scene where they were in front of Fang mm. and he's going to torture her. Yeah. That's I when I got the emotion and when I felt, okay, he really loves her. Yeah. And I think the reason why is they didn't want you to know if he was a good guy or a bad guy until after that scene. Right. And so I think that, I think, I think that's true, but I also think it was wise of them because I think if if we saw too much of him, uh, you know, adoring his wife or, you know, being a good husband, we wouldn't in these movies, things tend to be a little bit two dimensional in that respect for for good reason. It works. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like you don't want you don't necessarily want like uh, really complicated characters for in terms of the morality of it. Do you know what I mean? You want them to be sometimes in these films and this i think is one of them the characters are starkly good or starkly bad do you know what i mean there's like a um and and i think we would have just filed him into the starkly bad pretty easy because he was already we already knew he was a sneaky guy and he was up to no good and and so you know i, I think that you know that it, that it was if if they had pushed it in the other direction then we would have we would have kind of known where they were going do you know what i mean right so it's good to have a character that you're not exactly sure which way he can turn. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so I don't know, were there any other characters or elements of the plot that you wanted to discuss before we get into the fight scenes and the fight choreography? There was one, but I can't remember it now. Maybe I'll remember as we start talking okay. about other things. Was it the bribes? Was it the bribes for the governor or anything to do with that? Oh, I don't even didn't even remember oh, that part. That's probably not worth. It. It's probably not worth 
bringing up that in that case. Um, but but yeah, so so I don't know what what did you think of the fights compared to the first movie? Did you think this one did them better? Was it the same? What are your thoughts? I definitely think there were obviously less fights in this one Mm -hmm. because just the tournament in the last one had 10 people. And this one, I think only had five. So that cut down on the opportunities of the, the fight scenes, the number of them, but I thought that they were just as good, uh, good and well done. Yeah. Uh, You know, Sammo Hung is just the ultimate professional when it comes to, I, choreographing. I thought in a way because there were fewer fight scenes that, or maybe because they put more effort into making sure the few they had were all top notch that yeah. they stood out more that they were like, like they were the, like the, like there's the ones that really stand out are the one with the guy with the vestments on the, mm-hmm. the one with the, when the army shows up and they have to fight the army. I thought that was a really well, that's well, what I wanted to talk about. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Cause normally those scenes don't, in a wuxia movie or a kung fu movie, I almost don't want armies to show up sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Because then mm-hmm. it becomes like a war movie, and or it becomes a. And, and I think this movie in both installments has done a good job of having warlike scenes where you're still focused on the individual martial artists fighting. Do you know what I mean? But I thought this scene was particularly well done because some of the. Some of the moments were, I don't know, like the scene where like the, they're about to fire the rifles and they leap up into the air. I thought uh-huh. that was really nice. I liked, I liked when he, when he sort of locked up all of their spears so that they formed a circle around him so that he could deal with Fung. Do you know what I mean? Yes, uh, but he also hit their vital points too, which made them freeze in place, which prevented all the ones from behind them from being able yeah. to go through i thought that was an awesome idea yeah Yeah, that was a really i liked the there was there were just a lot of like little inventive things and and then that's also the scene where we get the uh what did he call it the 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 heaven's wings yeah thank you heaven's wings the the device that the brother creates so i i thought that was kind of you know it just i in a way it was i liked the even though there were fewer steampunk elements in this one I thought they kind of did a better job with some of them because I, I really liked the whole, it reminded me of like the ornithopter from Dune. It was just this, this cool sort of winged, you know, flying machine that dropped bombs on people. <laughs> I liked how the um, heaven's wings kind of evolved and it, it was woven throughout the whole entire movie. Yeah. So we see it at the beginning but then they go, it doesn't have anything to do with anything right now. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to move on. And then you get the scenes where the flashbacks of where he's with um, his father and his father's like yelling at him. But all he's doing is dreaming of yeah. the prototype. It's not even a prototype. It's just a little miniature model that they have. And it's surrounded in this golden light. Like it's going to be something that's going to save the day one day. And then it's just, it's, you see it throughout the whole entire movie. So, you know, it's important. It's not a MacGuffin at all, but it's very, very important. Well, and I was thinking, well, and one of the things that I thought was interesting, I, I think, I feel like there's kind of a yin and yang thing with these movies, which ties in really well with the whole Tai Chi thing, which is in the first movie, all of these modern technologies are presented as basically bad. bad. 
Like they're just all negative. Like you have that big house destroying beast and it's, 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 it's all just harmful to the villagers. And in this one, the technology is actually presented in a positive light. So it's a nice balance when you, when you take both of the movies and you compare them like that, you know, and I, and I, and I think it ties in with that theme of yin and yang, which is threaded throughout the whole movie. So, you know, I, I, I think that, um, I don't know. I, I quite liked it because I remember I was, I remember thinking after the last film, like, hmm, it's, a, it's got a pretty negative take on technology in general. And, right. you know, like I was wondering if I, I, like, I couldn't really remember, you know, where, you know, where the movie went with it, but I, I just assumed that it was going to continue in that, that arc. And so, uh, you know, I, th- I think that it was kind of nice that it, it balanced it out like that. And, and I don't, I don't even think that right now it's kind of saying that technology is bad. I think it's just that technology in the wrong hands is bad. No, but, but I, I think if all you saw was the first movie, it's just kind of like progress is bad and right. all, you know, tradition is good. That was kind of the, you know, there, I mean, there were hints that that's not entirely the case because you do have Grandmaster Chen, sort of butting heads with the uh, the other uh, the elders of the village and and going against tradition but but I don't know I feel I feel like overall you know it was all kind of harmful and bad and this one it just was a little bit more balanced and I think I think you also get that with the prince character where you have a much more benevolent figure of authority in the film whereas in the first mm-hmm. one all of the authority figures are pretty you know, negative and evil and bad. And so, uh, I, I, I think like there's just a more, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of an interesting way that everything is kind of balancing out like this in the, in, you know, uh, you know, in terms of ref- the, the themes reflecting the whole style of Kung Fu that's being practiced in the movie, I thought was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so I don't know but anything else about that fight scene. no what about so so there was the stagey scene that we talked about um did you have any other thoughts on that one the scene where like he's fighting all the people in the town before he can go to mr lee no i I just thought that was the coolest of the fight scenes that they had um uh, especially the mirroring of what was going below was happening at up top, it was, you know, kind of a, like a reflection kind of thing. Mm. Um, and it was just the, and they finished just in time for what the, the meal to be served. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. I thought the, I, overall, I thought the fight sequences were just really tight and well done. And it felt like, I felt like there was a lot of thought put into the fights you know what I mean? I felt like mm-hmm. everything kind of felt sometimes you're watching. I mean, they're not, they're not usually done on the fly, but I mean, you you get the impression sometimes when you're watching martial arts movies, if it's not really working, that it's sort of being done as it's going. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. okay, what can we do next? And when it really impresses you is when you feel like there was a lot of thought put in advance into each, each step, each move and having it not. And, and, it, and that works at multiple levels. Like there's just in terms of, in terms of the overall flow, this feels really planned and cool. But then when the when everything feels planned and like it circles back on ideas in the movie 
and is a reflection of you know the philosophy of the style and things like that it it, it it's even better do you know what i mean it like reaches another level of right. goodness and i feel like this movie did a great job with that with the fight scenes like especially in the final fight um with when they're cooking all of the food below them and you know and and i like the premise too where the fight is to prove that they're really from Chen village. Do you know what I mean? Right. I thought that was a cool idea. And I'm uh, the one thing made me question. Um, well, not made me question, but I had a question. Remember how the ladies, the serving ladies came running and they were floating and flying yeah. and doing the stepping on the railings up at the top to come down to the floor to grab their dishes. It was like, Okay, you have martial arts in your background too. So where are you guys from? Well, here's you what know? I here's what I was thinking. I was thinking that because he said he described Master Lee as his butler, right? So he's in charge of the food preparation in this right. case. So I think he uses Master Lee's like I think all of Master Lee's martial art talents are being used to keep things running well at the at that level do you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. like i think i think this is like kung fu produced food basically do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but that yeah, was a cool it, scene that, and it also made you really hungry they did a really good job did. like of, of making these dishes look so appetizing and i don't know they describe them too like yeah. usually you don't get them announcing every dish that's being yeah. served but they announced every dish that was being served. It was like, oh, I'm hungry. When's and, dinner? Yeah, and some of them are like, what does that even taste like? It sounds so good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you, yes. it, 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 it's it's the the names of the dishes are wonderful. The the way that they're prepared. You know, the moment they drop that fish into the fryer, that whole fish, and it's uh-huh. just like, oh my god, that looks so delicious. You know, so so yeah, I I I I really like the scene, and I like the fight choreography overall. Um, and, and I also liked, there was a sort of a throwaway scene in a way, but the scene with master Lee and the prince when they're getting their photo taken. Oh yeah. That was funny. Yeah. I like that scene. The, the, the prince keeps blinking his eyes and the Uh photographer's getting annoyed because it's like a new technology. And, you know, I thought, I thought that was a very charming scene. Um, so yeah. So, and, and again, I mean, it's been, it's been a while now since these movies have come out. So we're supposed to be getting a third one at some point, but I don't know. Do you think that we will be? Is that we have to because we have to see what the institution is like? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm. I just. I. I just. You know. I don't know. I. I. I hopefully, we'll get one in the near future so we can cover. it. I hope so, so too, because it's just. It's not fair to end it that way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. So. So yeah. So why don't we? move into our ratings and recommendations segment okay. of the, of the podcast. Uh, again, it's a forced four rating, right? One through mm-hmm. four is our limit. So did you go first or did I go first last time? You went first last time. Do you want to go first this time? I'll you go want... first this time. Okay. I thought this movie was a three. Um, I would give it a half if I could, just because I liked it a little bit more than the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it was more story development in this one and the characters were definitely more, more evolved and you can yeah. see where they're going or where you hope they go. Yeah. Uh, if there is a next film there, um, it gives me hope that the um, third installment, if there is one 
is going to be just as good as the first two. Because sometimes you get to the the second film and you're, you're like, they can't do anything better. But I think that they can. Um, but we have to get one first. But I would give it definitely three stars. It's on par with the first one, just a little bit better. And the action was great. I, I still can't stop thinking about that final fight scene above the cooking stations. Yeah. I, you know, that was just so awesome to me. Yeah, that was so, a really good fight scene. It reminds me of other fight scenes I've seen, but in a way that like adds to the lineage of fight scenes in that category. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's, so, so yeah, I, 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 I would give it a three. I think it's a you know really good movie. I think both movies are really good. And I feel like this is one of those kinds of films where I think that this is the kind of movie that you could recommend to people that don't even watch Wuxia that much, don't watch Kung Fu that much, and they'll still be entertained. And I think Kung Fu and Wuxia fans will be entertained because it has really solid fighting in it. Um, mm -hmm. The only element that could probably turn some people off is that steampunk, uh, you know, which isn't going to be everybody's cup of tea when combined with Kung Fu. But I think it really works. I think I think they do a great job of blending Kung Fu with steampunk and and of making that tie in with the themes of the film. Do you know what I mean? It's not it's not just thrown in there. And even the stylistic elements are all really aesthetically pleasing. So it's they don't come off as clunky or goofy, even though they're really doing some wild things. Yeah. And there was one thing that we didn't talk about that they seem to do a lot in this movie was they reflected what was going on in someone else's eye. Like where um, Lu Chan and his wife were fighting or practicing, fighting and practicing on the top of their house. Yeah. And her brother and his wife were on the other side. But you could see in the brother's wife what was going on with Lu Chen and uh, his wife. Yeah. on their rooftop in her pupil. And they did that several times in the movie. And I thought that was really cool because it was like kind of seeing it from a different perspective, not necessarily being from yeah. the audience's perspective, but being from the person's eyeball that you were looking through's perspective. And one of them got kind of deep because wasn't it through an owl's eye that they were seeing yes. the reflection of what was going on? So it was even uh -huh. more. Yeah, it was, it was really unusual. I didn't know what to think of that, honestly. Though I don't, I didn't really know why they did it. I was, I was wondering what the reason was. I'm sure they had one. I just couldn't figure it out. I well, for me, it was just giving an, a new perspective, mm -hmm. and that everybody's perspective from the movie is going to be different. Which I guess does come to a head when the father realizes that he was wrong about the son. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? That that is sort of a point of view issue that was being you know, drawn on. So it would make sense there. Um, I don't know. Maybe in the third movie, we're going to get Fung's point. Cause really when you think about it, Fung does have every reason to be mad. Like his, you know, the love of his life was killed in that disaster. And, you know, the village was never, never terribly nice to him. He was always an outsider. And they then called this, him wimp. yeah, they called him wimp. And then this other guy roams in and gets embraced you know, marries the master's daughter, you know, so it's not like it's, I mean, and granted, I think the the fundamental difference is Fung is just kind of, there's something negative about him 
at an internal level. And there's something mm-hmm. not negative about Luchan at an internal level, but but still, they could give us that point of view in the third movie if they wanted to, because he right. they've built enough with that character that you know it makes sense he'd be pretty enraged. Um, so uh, so yeah. So but but I think. I think he crossed the threshold into villainy when he became the governor in this movie. I think he became mm-hmm. much more of a villain. So, um, but yeah, so I, I do recommend this movie and, and I think, uh, I, now my understanding is this one you have to rent on prime, but the other one is, I think freely streaming right now. So yes. I would just recommend people go on prime if they have it and check out Tai Chi zero it might even be available on, on Netflix. I, it's kind of one of these things where it shuffles no, around. It's not? Okay. It's not. Um, it's available on YouTube, and it was free. Oh, it was free on YouTube? It was. I don't know. Like They'll give moves, movies sometimes for free for okay. a little bit, and then you'll go back, and it costs money again. Okay. So so, so so if you have Prime, check it out. It's, it's worth renting, and then... I would definitely say if you like the first one, check out the second one because it's at the same level of quality and you get more story. You get, you know, it expands things a bit. And and I think I think as a whole, they work together really well as a complete package. So and if you get a chance, watch them one behind the other. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. It's definitely it definitely the more time that elapses between viewing them, I think the 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 more it doesn't really work as well as if you see it closer together right because you kind of yes. need to remember how everything threads together so so I, w- I would agree with that and and yeah so next week we're going to be on with uh heroes of the east which i know we've we've hinted at a lot we've talked about a lot but we haven't you know it keeps kind of not happening but we're going to do it this this coming friday so so we'll have heroes of the east on and and we w- might have a special guest for that and and yeah so uh you know you know we'll, we'll be back on next week and until then we'll talk to you later